G'day Sports by Fry fans, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast. It is nearly 9.30 on a Thursday evening and I am back with plenty to talk about in the sporting world. Quick update, uh, sorry for the lack of podcasts that have been uh, in your feeds lately. My laptop had to go to the doctor because my keyboard was not working and I don't know about you but uh, it's incredibly difficult, or I found it incredibly difficult to use my laptop without a functioning keyboard, but I'm back in action now. The Thursday night teams have dropped for the last AFL game of the season, and that is exactly where I'm going to start this Fries Fast Five. The grand final's just a couple of days away. Grand final week has been in full swing for most of the week. Obviously, there's still the big grand final parade to look forward to tomorrow, and in that parade will be Marlon Pickett. I think that's a pretty good Starting point to discuss the AFL Grand Final. Pickett has been picked to make his AFL debut in the Grand Final. Talk about an AFL journey this bloke's had. He was playing waffle footy for South Frio to start the year. He's had a troubled past and there's been plenty documented about what's gone on with him off the field. But full credit to the bloke. He's definitely righted the ship and put his feet in the right position to succeed. And saw him get drafted halfway through the year. Became a bit of a cult hero for the Tigers in the VFL side, was listed as their emergency for a couple of games, and finally we'll get his chance to play in the AFL on the game's biggest stage. First bloke to make his AFL debut in the grand final in 67 years. I'm kind of surprised to hear that multiple people have made their grand final, or their debut in the grand final, but talking about the grand final, I think Pickett will walk away with a premiership medallion, because the Tigers are too good in my eyes. I released a huge grand final preview yesterday, so you can check that out at sportsbyfright.com. I advise you to. Good read, but regardless, the uh, meat in the sandwich of that article, I said that the Tigers are just going to be too good for the Giants on the weekend. Of course, grand final day presents plenty of opportunity for either team to win, and we could see a tight contest, especially if GWS, who is statistically the best clearance side in the AFL, if they can force a lot of stoppages and generate a lot of scores by just hacking it forward, giving Cameron and Finlayson plenty of chances. It could be tight, but I think if the sun stays shining and the rain stays away, the Tigers will probably cover the line of about 20 points. Three or four goals seems pretty handy, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is a grand final similar to the 2017 one that they won that turns a little bit ugly later in the piece. Second thing I want to talk about, something else that's unfolded since I last hit the airwaves, is the Brownlow medal. We now know that Nat Fife is a dual Brownlow medalist. Shout out to Fifey, who won me a handy chunk of change by uh, cashing out my bets on Patrick Cripps and Paddy Dangerfield at the end of the season before the finals began. And I loaded up on Nat Fife, mainly because, as a Frio fan, there's not a hell of a lot to cheer about, and I wanted to get behind my boy. But, yeah, Fifey is now a two-time Brownlow medalist. There's only 15 blokes, 14 including himself, that can say that. So that is a huge achievement for Nat Fife. But there's a lot of people... Well, not a lot of people, that's not true, but some people throw shade at him. I get it. I mean, there were some games where I thought he'd maybe poll one or two votes and he got a three, but... The man's a wrecking ball. What can you say? There was a very similar circumstance with Paddy Cripps through the first five to seven rounds where he got a couple of threes and twos that we weren't really expecting. He's probably my pick to take out the 2020 medal, Paddy Cripps, that is. But if he doesn't win it, then I hope Brody Grundy does. He was the bloke that I kind of had a little bit of faith in as a dark horse. I wrote an article on him a couple of months ago and 
He polled pretty well, finished in the top 10. Didn't quite crack the top five from memory, but he could become the first Ruckman in about 254 years to win the medal, and he's more than deserving, so hopefully we can see Grundy and maybe even Cripper get a medal in 2020. Turning my attention to some NFL fantasy stuff very quickly, I'm going to do a Sunday pod where I'll dive into a lot of other NFL fantasy stuff and do a bit of a grand final recap, but there are two trending players that I want to discuss very briefly. The first one is Melvin Gordon, who, if you don't really know, is the Los Angeles Chargers running back. He hasn't played or hasn't actually practiced for the Chargers all preseason or this season so far. He decided to hold out in an effort to get a longer more uh, fruitful contract, and that kind of backfired, and the Chargers have looked all right without him, but Gordon has decided to report back to the team. He won't be playing this weekend against Miami, so if you do own other LA Chargers running backs like Austin Eckler or Justin Jackson, they could go well this week with Miami, the uh, tire fire of an organization at the moment, but Gordon's presence will definitely have an impact on those blokes moving forward. I think Melvin Gordon... Not in total points, because he's already missed three or so games, but I could expect him to finish as a top 20, 15, maybe even top 10 back on fantasy points average. So he'll be a great get for the Chargers, as will Golden Tate for the New York Giants. He's going to come back, not this week, but next week, after serving a four-game suspension. So if you're a little bit thin at wide receiver, it might be wise. He's in about 50% of ESPN leagues. Might be a smart idea just to have a little dabble and see if you can add him in one of your last bench spots. Fourth thing I want to talk about is the tumultuous character known as Nick Kyrgios. He uh, has been handed a 16-game ban after his outburst at the Cincinnati Masters. It's a suspended ban, which means he has to kind of tick some boxes, cross the T's and dot the I's and do a few things that the tennis world wants him to so that he can keep playing. But it's a bit of a shame to see Kyrgios once again in the headlines for something negative. He never really lived up to the hype that he was once attached with earlier in his career. We saw him make two quarterfinals about five years ago in 2014 and 15 from memory and looked pretty good, but let's be honest, he's been a little bit of a mess since then. So hopefully Kyrgios can sort himself out and get back to his winning ways because it's always good when we've got an Aussie up and about. Shout out to uh, Ash Barty. But yeah, there's something special that Nick Kyrgios has and hopefully he can get his head right and win uh, Australia and himself a couple of big Grand Slam trophies. Last thing I want to talk about is a highly touted NBA rookie in Zion Williamson. Not too long till we get to see him on an NBA court and we can put to bed a lot of this talk about his potential and actually see what the on-court product looks like. The ESPN has been doing their top 100 player ranks throughout the preseason and they're down, I think they're doing the top 10 over the next couple of days, but Zion came in at number 42, right? Sandwiched between Kevin Love and LaMarcus Aldridge. I put a bit of a question out earlier if people thought it was a bit too high, a bit too low, and off the top of my head, I don't know if there's many players that entering this season, of course, we haven't seen him play in the NBA, so it is tough to gauge, but entering this season, I don't think I could pick 40 to 50 blokes better than him in the NBA. So I think he's definitely worth this higher rank. Will he pan out? Probably, maybe not. We don't know, obviously, but I think 42nd, a lot of people are a bit up in arms saying we've never seen him play in the NBA. That's way too high of a rank, but personally, I hate all these bloody lists and preseason ranks and all that. It fluctuates each week and each month when the season does commence, but all I know is if I was starting an NBA franchise today, Zion Williamson would be one of the top picks, if you ask me. So it will be interesting to see how he does unfold and mesh into the Pelican system, but... 
Yeah, 42 sounds just about right. That's all I got for this Fry's Fast Five. Thanks for tuning in. Again, apologies for the lack of uploads lately, but my laptop's back, my speaker's working, I've got no excuses now. Got two whole weeks coming up off as a uh, school teacher. School holidays does present a lot of those, so I will definitely be producing more episodes in the near future. But that's it for this one. Thanks again for tuning in. Till next time, 